Welcome to the Lincoln Baptist Daily Reading Program. Today is day 227, looking at Isaiah 43 and 44, Hebrews chapter 5, and then rounding out with Proverbs 19. And as always, in the summer month, we're using Warren Wearsby's With the Word to help us with devotions. And of course, I'll add in a few thoughts along the way. So let's begin in Isaiah chapter 43. Now, there is no reason to be afraid when you realise what God has done for you. He formed you and made you for himself and for his glory. When you trusted Jesus Christ, God redeemed you and blotted out all your sins. He is the Lord, your Holy One, the Creator of Israel, your King. He loves you and knows you by name. And that is the privilege of belonging to such a great and gracious God. Even more, God promises to be with you and to take you through the water and the fire. At the Exodus, he took Israel through the Red Sea and defeated the Egyptian army. Perhaps the three Hebrew heroes claimed this promise when they faced the fiery furnace in Daniel 3. But in spite of all the ministry he shares with us, God does not get weary as we do. But we can weary him with our empty religious rituals and our sins. We're precious in God's sight, so we should not cheapen ourselves by disobeying him. As we go into chapter 44, we see once again that God reminds his people that he formed them, chose them, and would help them in everything they need. There's no need for us to be afraid, for God meets every need and keeps every promise. He knows what lies ahead and he helps you prepare to meet it and to settle it with whatever you need. But you see, there is a folly of idolatry because we trade what God can give us and who he is for us for some idol that can't do any of these things. And so if we are to have a future as God's people, we're to rely on God for our help and to have God as our focus who will provide for our needs. And therefore we won't fear because we fear the Lord and the Lord provides. What about you today? Are you trading God for an idol? Are you trading God for a social structure that can't actually take away your fears? I would encourage us to focus in on Christ because he is the only one we're ever going to need. As we move into our New Testament reading, we have Hebrews chapter 5. Now, just as the Jewish high priest was appointed by God, so our great high priest in Christ was appointed by the Father, and he alone is worthy to serve. Never allow anybody to come between you and God, for Christ is the only mediator. He is there ministering for us today. And Jesus had to prepare for his priestly ministry by experiencing the trials his people experienced. And because of the life that he lived and the death that he died, he is able to identify with our needs and the fears that we may have. But the problem that we face as Christians is that we neglect the word of God. The milk of the word represents the first principles of the Christian life. That is that Jesus Christ did all of this while on earth for our sake. The meat of the word is the teaching about Jesus and what he's doing for us continually now in mediating for us. How sad it can be when Christians neglect God's word and stop growing in grace when it's the very word of God that transforms our lives. I would really encourage you today to draw into Jesus just as I said in that Old Testament passage but more than that, more than just drawing close, actually learn from the word of God because it's the word of God that transforms your life and sets you on high as the servant of God, serving him on a daily basis. Finally, we have Proverbs 19. I always say this, Proverbs is a wisdom book, so different things are going to stand out to different people. But for me today, I want you to notice the focus on false witnesses and those who spread words of wickedness. 
There's great importance put on the integrity of your word in the Bible. The expectation is what you say is what you do. More than that, if you say yes, you can be relied upon to carry out that yes. And if you say no, there is an expectation for you to live out that no. The word of the believer in Christ should be a truthful one and one that builds up others. If the words that come out from a believer's mouth are accusational, discouraging, twisted or not completely true, then these words are from wickedness, the wickedness of their heart, and they should be rebuked. So we are to be very careful what we say, but more than that, be very careful what you think, because from what you think and your heart comes your words. We need the mercy of God to take our wicked thoughts and words and replace them with the loving, encouraging words of Jesus. And that will be my prayer for you today. Let's pray right now. Father, I pray that our wicked thoughts and our wicked words would be replaced by the loving, encouraging words of Jesus. I pray that we would be a people known for our encouragement, known for our words of wisdom, known for our words of understanding, known for our words of love. Father, let it never be the case in the church that the people of God are known for discouraging, twisted, not completely true accusational words. And Father, if it ever is, we pray that you bring judgment, swift judgment on that so that we would be an example, a living example of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so we pray this in his name. Amen.